amazing. And Brother Isaac represents that in such a great way. He is much more than a musician, but he's a preacher of the gospel. He is a great and gifted musician, anointed musician, and talented. But tonight he's coming to open his heart in the word of the Lord. Would you put your hands together and welcome him as he comes to preach. Brother Isaac Sanchez, we love you. Why don't you put your hands together for the one who's worthy? Because I'm not the one that's worthy. It's Jesus Christ. I'm just here to deliver a message of God. So let's give him a round of applause. Lord, you're worthy, God. We praise your name, Jesus. You are worthy, God. You are worthy. We magnify you, God. Come on, church. The King of Kings is in this place. The Lord of Lords is in this place. The healer is in this place. The deliverer is in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Don't stop. Breakthrough. I'm not sorry, because it's God that's moving. So I'm not going to apologize, because if it's of God, and Pastor, you correct me, but if it's of God, I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to take my liberty in the spirit and in Jesus' name. You may be seated. It is an honor to be here in the house of God. And I don't take it lightly <coughs> that when I'm asked to preach, I don't take it lightly. It's an honor and a privilege. I remember Thursday night, my father asked me after prayer meeting, I felt great after prayer meeting. I felt energized and, and I felt on fire. And then my father said, you're preaching Sunday afternoon. And I said, well, está bien, papá. Ahorita, ahorita vemos. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. I just got to spend more time in prayer then. And then Friday night, I went to the mall, got some Panda Express. How many can say hallelujah, amen? That's right. And I, came, I come back home, and as I'm thinking of what I'm going to preach on Sunday afternoon in Lafayette, I get a call from our pastor, and he says, are you ready to preach Sunday night? Well, there goes my dinner. <laughs> So everything, I mean, once you're asked to preach twice, and I mean, especially, you know, in a Spanish service and then in an English congregation and where people are just love God and they want to move of the Holy Ghost and they're faithful and they give it everything to God. I mean, you forget about everything. You're like, man, forget about, you know, thinking about if I should text that girl or not or, you know, forget about anything. But you are thinking about I got to preach and I don't take it lightly. I take it with with all seriousness, because we serve a serious God. We serve a God of mercy, of grace, and love, but we also serve a God that is consuming fire. Amen? But today, I believe that God has given, given me a word, and I, he has confirmed it this morning through the sermon, through the message that Pastor preached today. And I believe that God is going to do something great tonight.
I don't take it lightly what pastor preached today. He preached on this title, Don't Make the, the Sad Mistake of Almost. Today it was confirmed in my spirit that that message was for someone today this morning. And unfortunately, I just saw that that person did not take that leap of faith. But in Jesus' name, I hope that I can relate because literally the message that pastor preached aligns with my message. Don't make the sad mistake of almost. And if you're always living in the almost, I suggest that you change that attitude of almost and change it into something desperate. Be desperate for the things of God. Be hungry for the things of God. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry and desperate for a move of God. And tonight I believe and have an expectancy that God, that the glory of God is going to show up tonight. All I need is a group of believers that believe with me that God is going to show up tonight. And people are going to receive their blessing. And people are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. People are going to be blessed. My God, my God. If everyone can stand with me tonight for the reading of the word of God, and I'm going to invite you to the book of Genesis chapter 32. And as you turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 32, verse uh, 24, I would like to thank Pastor and his wife and his family for giving me this opportunity to come to this pulpit and preach to you lovely folks to a people that truly serves and seeks God. I'm amazed that no matter what happens, you guys are always able to find water in the desert. Why? Because you guys stick close to, with God. When you stick close with God in a desert, God will lead you to an ocean. And I just want to thank Pastor and his family and the church for allowing us, me and my family, on behalf of my family, we thank you guys for allowing us to come into this church and to make it and making us feel at home and always being treating us with love and kindness and always uh, having respect for us. And I couldn't ask for a better church nor a better pastor. And I truly love our pastor because he's a man of God that has the anointing and seeks God and preaches truth, preaches the word of God, not to how you like it or to how I like it, but how God wants him to preach the truth. But I thank you guys. Thank you to you guys, the church. Thank you guys for supporting us and also being there for my father in the time of need when we lost our grandfather and our grandmother. All We lost our grandfather in Christmas, and then two months later, we lost our grandmother. But truly, your prayers helped us through it. And we have been at peace, even though it's not been easy, but we have been peace that surpasses. God has given us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. So today, tonight, I'm going to be reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, <coughs> excuse me, verse 24, all the way to verse 30. And the Bible of the Lord, and the word of the Lord says, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him, and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore it is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. 
And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Tonight, I want to talk and preach on this subject. How desperate are you? How desperate are you? Are you desperate for a move of God? How desperate are you? What are you willing to do for a move of God? What are you willing to do to start seeing results in your spiritual life, in your spiritual walk with God? What are you desperate to do to see the miraculous and the glory of God? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I ask you right now, Lord, to anoint me, God. I ask you, God, to help me, Lord, not for me to speak, but for you to speak through me, Lord. Anoint these lips, God. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Lord, I ask you to take your liberty right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to speak to someone tonight. Lord, whatever they may be dealing with, Lord, I hope and I pray, God, that this message touches someone. Lord, I know that you're going to do great things, Lord. I have faith, Lord, and I expect the results are going to be great. In the name of Jesus Christ, somebody put your hands together and magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. I can't help but smile. Every time I come to a pulpit, I always smile. I always get excited. I have no idea why. But that's the joy of the Lord. Amen? I don't know, but I, I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. That's how desperate, that's how much my desperation has caused me to get to. It got me to a level of joy, peace, and everything. So please bear with me as I preach tonight, and let me put my timer on because I know some of you are thinking, well, CB, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't watched TV in the Lord knows in how many years, so I don't know if The Amazing Race is on. So, But, you know, I know some of y'all are just trying to get home, but I will say this. Forget about those shows and try to concentrate on God, and you'll see what God is going to do tonight. Amen. So tonight, I will not try to take a long time in preaching, but I truly believe that God has something special for someone in this place. One thing that I know is for certain that the glory of God will fall in this place tonight. I don't know about you, but I am hungry and desperate for a move of God. And God will show his glory tonight upon his church in the name of Jesus Christ. As we read here in the Bible, many of you are familiar with the story of Jacob and of him wrestling with the angel of the Lord. We find that Jacob wrestled and wrestled until he was blessed. He was wanting a blessing from the almighty God. And as we can see, God blessed Jacob and he had proof of his blessing. Why? Because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and it was out of place. So therefore, as we know it, Jacob walked with a limp for the rest of his life. So therefore, Jacob had a testimony of what God done for him, what God has done for him. And I wonder how many of us tonight have a testimony of what God has truly done in your life. How many of us can say that we have a testimony that God touched us and that God gave us the blessing that we were looking for? Hallelujah. But before I, I can truly get into my message, I must tell you of my testimony, of what God has done for me in my life. And Sister Shauna, whenever you have that slide ready, yes, that's a really bad picture of me. <coughs> but many of you that have known me for a very long time know that at, at, at some time in my life, as you can see, I was... Uh, I was very blessed. 
I was very blessed. God blessed me a lot. And here's a picture, as you can see. And, I mean, that is me three years ago. Sister Shauna, yes, that's the picture, yeah. I was trying to be dumb. It was after a conference. And I, that, that's confirmation that I needed to go back to the altar and pray. But... <clears throat> But I'm not going to be bragging about how I lost weight and everything. But I, there's a point behind what I'm about to speak tonight. You see, at that time, I, 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 was, I, was, I was probably about, I was maybe 290, 300 pounds. I want to say I was 300 pounds. That picture was the last time, it was probably the last picture of me before I actually started making a commitment to work out in the gym. But I have always wanted to lose weight and be fit. I always would tell myself that this is the year I'm going to do it. I would motivate myself to go to the gym, and I would go to the YMCA with my brother Herman every Saturday, and I did that for about a month, and I would be temporary. But I could never see the results. I would exercise. I would run a good two miles, but no results. I could do it Friday and Saturday, but it would never make a difference in my life. You see, I would go through temporary moments in my life where I was super motivated to work out, but, then, but when I would never see results, I would easily give up. I would always wonder as to why I could never lose weight. Why can't I lose weight? I run on Fridays. I run on Saturday mornings. I would try to eat healthy those two days. I almost never did, but I would try. I would try. I would try. Lord knows. My parents are here. My family is here. They, they will stop me. My father would get up. My mom would get up and rebuke me right now if I lied in this pulpit. I know Sister Jordan would too. They're the same person. I tell you not. I kid you not. But I will say this. I would run miles and I would, I would do it. I would work out. And then, and then I would always ask why. Why can't I just do it? Why do I go through these stages of motivation? Then I give up easy because I don't see the results. Well, finally, I discovered what my problem was. And the problem was that I would only work out two days a week. My problem was also my eating habits. It was my daily routine of life that, that let that uh, the routine lifestyle of choice that I lived. Sure, I could work out two days a week, and because I worked out so hard, I, I would tell myself I would, let, I would reward myself with Golden Corral. How many can say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah? I worked hard, and why not? I mean, yeah, reward yourself. But you see, the major problem was my habits, my daily routine habits, and that I never truly sold out and made a commitment to working out. Therefore, I never sold out. And I saw no result in my efforts. Then finally came a day when I finally grew sick of myself, always giving up and never committing to something, to ever becoming healthy. And I'm not trying to pick on, hey, you need to be fit or nothing. No, this is just, I'm trying to get to a point here. You'll see what I'm trying to get to. Just be patient with me. I was tired of always failing. I, I, was, tired of, I was tired of always failing, being temporary, and never being permanent. So... A desperation inside me started to grow. I started getting desperate to be fit and healthy. I told myself I will, I must and will do it. I, no one else is going to do it for me. No one else could, uh, no, my father, my brothers, could, they cannot go to the gym for me and work out for me. The only person that can do it is me. No one else is going to do it for me. You can't lose the weight for me. 
and I had to sell out. I got so desperate that I said, I will cut everything that affects me. I will cut out McDonald's out of my life. I will cut out pizza. I will cut out Coke, Cherry Coke, Dr. Pepper, cakes, et cetera, et cetera. That's, I got so desperate, I cut anything that was unhealthy. So I made a commitment to work out five days a week. And I knew that it would not be easy and that it would be great sacrificing, that I would have to uh, sacrifice a lot and cutting out things that were unhealthy for me. Things that my flesh enjoyed. But you see, I was so desperate that I didn't care anymore. I wanted to get to a level of fitness. I'm not here to criticize anyone or nothing of your daily exercise. But there's a point to this. So I knew it would be a long, hard road ahead of me to try to lose weight. So I started to work out. But not only did I start to, to run and et cetera and et cetera, but I started to eat healthy and cut everything that was fattening and that was unhealthy. I started to see results in about two to three weeks. I began to realize that my endurance level was increasing. I began to realize that I could last longer on the treadmill. I began to realize that I could run a mile, I could run two miles, I could last a lot longer. Then there were days that there would come discouragements. I, I, I promise you, there were days, there were nights that, 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 that would come discouragement and, say, and, and laziness and would say, don't go tonight, you know, just, just relax. I mean, you, you're doing a good job. But in, it's in those days that you have to push yourself. You have to push yourself and to go to the gym and to work out because you are desperate. So when you are desperate, you will do anything to change and to reach your goal. I fought as hard as I could until I have reached my goal. And behold, I went from what you see right there to what you see before you. And it's only because the grace of God and the mercy of God that I was able to do this. It was because I got desperate and I fought until I reached my goal. But even then, I was still not satisfied. And I'm still not satisfied right now. I am still trying to reach a goal. I'm grateful and thankful for what I've accomplished, but I'm still not satisfied. I want more. I want to get lean and ripped. I'll be honest. That's my goal. I want to be more fit. But I got hungry for more. I got desperate for more. I wasn't satisfied. I'm still not satisfied. I'm still trying to do the best I can to get to be more fit and to be more healthy. Brothers and sisters, if you want to experience and change in your spiritual life and get fit, you better get desperate and start fighting for what you want in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are tired of always going through temporary victories and tired of throwing in the towel, then it's time for you to get desperate and start selling completely out to Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Start getting desperate. Start selling out. Start sacrificing. Somebody give God praise. How desperate are you? Hallelujah, Jesus. And I say all this because I now want to relate it to my spiritual walk with God. I've been in church all my life. I was born into the truth. I was raised in Pentecostal. And I have no regrets nor wishes that I was raised differently. But for the past seven years, I've been far away from God. Yes, I went to the church, but I was never really in church. 
You see, people in the church hurt me, and I began to deal with bitterness. I remember my father beginning to encourage me and telling me, pray and read the word of God and fast. Do not let the current circumstances get to you, but rather take it to God. He will take care of it and will fight the battle for you. God will fight the battle for you. But pastor, I made the biggest mistake of my life. I made the biggest mistake to never listen to that man over there, my father. I made the biggest mistake of my life to let bitterness creep into my life, to let the hurt creep into my life. I let depression get to me. So from bitterness, it built up. And from bitterness, it built up to hatredness. And from hatredness, it built up to depression. And it just started to build up more and more and more and more. And I started to experience this at the age of 14. When at the age of 14, and I was at the top of my game as far as a musician, and I'm not trying to brag or anything. I have everything, and I am blessed because of God. It's only because of him. But I was playing at camp at the age of 14. I was doing it all. I was living truly what a young musician's dream was, to be able to play at a camp and be called every year, every year after year after year after year. And to God be the glory for it. But I was playing at camp services. I was playing at conferences. But even then, you could have seen me and you could have said, boy, that boy is very talented. He must love God. And he is living victoriously every single day. But they had no clue that I was miserable. I was miserable. And what made me feel good about myself was being able to play at services. But even then, that wasn't even good. And only because I would not turn everything to God. I was hurt, and that hurt turned into bitterness, and from bitterness it went to hatred. And from hatred, then thoughts of suicide, believe it or not. This is coming from me. The thoughts of suicide were trying to come into my mind, but I would never let it get a hold of me because I know that I would go to hell for it. Let's be honest. There is a heaven and a hell. You're only going to go to one of the two. You're guaranteed one of the two. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I wish I could sugarcoat it like other churches, but I'm not here to make you feel better. I'm here to preach to you truth so you can get saved. It's by the, it's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we have grace and mercy. There were times that I would get breakthroughs in my life, Pastor. But I would never capitalize on those moments. I would live one week in victory because I had a breakthrough. But then, then comes the discouragement and boom, I would go right back. Not reading the Bible, not praying, not fasting, nothing. I just wasted my time watching Netflix, Facebook, Instagram, everything, social media. Everything distracted me. I was miserable. Then last year, I said it's going to be different because I'm desperate for a change. God knew my heart then, so I started praying more than the usual, but I wouldn't see results. It was an up and down year for me last year. Then came August of last year, and I said, I'm going to start fasting and praying. I saw some improvement for a month and a half, but then discouragement came once again. I was praying and fasting, but not reading the word of God. My habits were still the same even though I was praying and fasting every I was fasting only once a week but my habits were still the same 
Then at the beginning of this year, pastor began to talk about the Daniels Fest and talking about giving up things like social media, etc., etc. So I said to myself, I'm so desperate to get right with God. I'm so desperate. I'm willing to walk with God. I'll do anything at this point. I wish I could say... I wish I could say I made it through the Daniels Fast, the 40 days. I wish I could say I made it through the 40 days, but I only lasted two weeks and a half because I got really sick, so there was only one more option left. That's the option in the way that I was raised, and that was to go on a full fast. Go one day all out, then two days, then three days, then etc. Try to last. See how long you can fast without anything. Water, with water only. But other than that, nothing. And I cut social media. I cut everything out of my life. Why? Because I was hungry. I was desperate. I felt like God was challenging me. I felt like God was saying you could do better. How about go on a full fast? I started praying more. And I started taking the fast more seriously. And then I started reading the book of Acts. I will never forget the prayer meetings that we had at this church because for me, they were life-changing. Brother Danny, Brother Danny Lytle one night was talking to seek more about the Holy Ghost, not just have a regular experience, but an experience that the apostles had. That night was the very, every, that night everything changed for me. When I stopped the Daniels fast and went on a full fast, I started asking God to experience and witness his glory. That prayer meeting, I remember it as like as if it was yesterday. It was the night that you, Sister Carla, that the night that God healed you. When Brother Spencer laid hands on you and God healed you. I believe it. Because we see the results. The doctor said she has no cancer. That's the God I serve. That's the God you serve, just so you know, in case you didn't know. But I remember that night, Brother Danny Lytle led the prayer along with Brother Dylan and Brother Spencer Jordan. All of those three men prayed. Then I felt like God was dealing with me. Brothers and sisters, the sacrificing I was making in my life was working. God began to honor my efforts. That night after these three men up here, after these three men had prayed, Brother Danny called me up and told me to say a prayer of faith. And for some reason, I felt like that would happen, bro. When you asked me, come over, over here and pray. And I can't, remember, I can't remember to this day what he asked me to pray for. And I've been meaning to ask you, I'm sorry, if he asked me to pray for something, I probably prayed for something else. And I've been meaning to text him about it. But now, you know, there's a time for everything. Now I'm apologizing and I'm sorry. But I can't remember what he had asked me to pray for. Because I remember just concentrating and asking God, show me your glory. I want to experience your glory. I'm desperate for your glory. And as he called me to pray, and, I'm, and again, bro, I'm sorry. for I don't remember what it was, but I prayed. I, I, I remember him asking, asking, just pray for this. And I got up and he handed me the microphone. This is after Brother Spencer and Brother Dylan had, had prayed and, Dan, and Brother Danny Lytle had prayed. And I stood there for a second. I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I have no idea what he asked me to pray for. <laughs> so what do I do? And then I remembered him coming and just tapping me on the shoulder and saying, don't hold back. Let God take over. 
And I have no idea, but all I can remember is that something quickened inside of me. And just the Holy Ghost took over. And I just started praying the name of Jesus Christ and praying for the victory and for the glory. And I can't, I mean, I'm telling you, I felt the Spirit of God. I felt the Holy Ghost like never before. I felt a level of anointing that it was so high. I told myself, I got to experience that once again. It was fire set up in my bones, just like the prophet said. I couldn't stop I couldn't stop speaking in tongues. I couldn't stop shaking. But that night I had experienced a level of anointing that I have never experienced. I truly believe it was the Holy Ghost, but also the anointing of these three men that they left behind on this microphone. Ever since that day, I made up in my mind that I'm going to sell out to God completely. That I must reach that level of anointing that those three men have. I must reach that level of anointing. I must get there. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm desperate for it. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for anointing. I'm desperate for the glory of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Later that week... The awakening started, and that Sunday night, the glory of God just fell, and I witnessed and experienced it. I experienced the glory of God, and I said, this time, it's going to be different. I'm not going to stop nor leave this service until I get my blessing. Why? Because I'm desperate for it. Because I'm desperate. I'm hungry for it. I don't care what I must do, but I must experience the glory of God. Later through the week, I tried more and more to receive from God throughout the week of the awakening. And then pastor got up and said, because there was, I believe it was Wednesday night, pastor got up and said, if some of you did not get what you wanted, it is because there are still things in your life that are hindering you from getting your full blessing. It is at that, it is at that time that I began to say, you know what, I'm going to start to cut things out of my life. I felt so convicted that I deleted one of my favorite games in which I was a millionaire. <laughs> I dominated that game. I was, I was bad to the bone. I got to pray that out. But seriously, I could get millions of coins, millions and millions of coins without having to pay for it. What else do you expect? I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, a New England fan. We do whatever we can to win. I got a witness back there, Brother Kevin. Amen. Amen. We get desperate even to win a football game. Even to win a football game. But that night, I went home and deleted everything that had control over my life. I told myself, no more will I spend time watching Netflix nor YouTube shows unless it's preaching or songs or learning something on the keys or bass, bro. It's time that I started sacrificing this carnal flesh. If it means giving up Facebook, I'm going to do it so I can have no distractions because I'm desperate for experiencing the anointing and living victory day by day. I'm desperate for the miraculous like you have no idea. I went through enough hell that I'm not going to let that hold me back from getting my, my, my blessing. I'm not going to let bitterness nor depression hold me back from getting my blessing.
Sometimes the reason why we struggle is because we do not sell out completely to God. You may exercise, but if you don't eat healthy and cut the things that keep you from getting a blessing and keep you from experiencing the glory of God, then you are completely lost. I'm so desperate right now. I'm desperate, pastor. I'm desperate and hungry that I'm never satisfied anymore because I know there are deeper levels in Jesus Christ. And I want to experience every single one of them levels. That's how desperate I am. I don't use Facebook nor Instagram as much as I used to. If social media is hindering you, then cut it out. That's how desperate you need to get. How desperate are you? If all you do is be on there, then you need to get rid of it. When people sit at the table and eat, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Netflix. I'm preaching to, if I'm not preaching to you, then I'm preaching to myself. Because that used to be me. If that's all your life is, then you need to get rid of it. Why, instead of doing that, why don't you put some of preaching on? Why don't you elevate yourself in the spirit? That's how desperate and hungry I am for God. Why don't you start making fasting a routine? Why don't you start making prayer a daily routine? The problem in today's churches is that many, the problem with, to, with many of today's churches, with the modern churches, is that every that everyone, even the other religions, everyone is, are, are carrying crosses. But the problem is that carrying the cross is not enough. Carrying the cross is not enough. You must sacrifice this flesh. You must nail this flesh to the cross. Paul said, I die daily to the flesh. If you want to get fit, then you need to get desperate and change your daily routine. Sure, it may be difficult, but at first, it may be difficult at first, but when you realize that you're, you're going to start to realize once you start sacrificing the flesh, you're going to realize that your endurance is building up. Get desperate in the name of Jesus, and you're going to build endurance. Pastor, my prayer has now become has now become to God that not only am I desperate for a blessing, but God, I'm desperate for your anointing. And my God, do we need anointing? We need the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need an anointing of the Holy Ghost to fall over uh, over our lives because some of us have missed out on the anointing. Some of us, there are preachers today in today's world that preach without anointing. They can preach a good sermon. They can speak very intelligently. They know how to talk. They know how to get you going. They know how to get the crowd going. But if there's no anointing, forget it. There will not be a move of God. I've heard, a, I've heard one of my favorite preachers, Brother Elias Limones, I've heard him say, I'd rather take a preacher with anointing, even though he could, he could, he could have, a, he could have a, a problem with speech, but I don't care. Just give me a man with anointing and I'll take him any day over a man that knows how to talk, over a man that doesn't stutter. I will take that man that stutters, but as long as he has the anointing, that's good enough for me. I'm sorry, maybe for some of you, you may not understand as to what I'm saying or what I'm preaching. So I'm, I'm going to step it up a little bit. I'm going to step it up a notch in the spirit, in Jesus' name. But for those that you don't understand what I'm saying, maybe I'll put it to you like this. It's going to get weird. It's going to be really awkward when I say this. But guess what? 
in the name of Jesus. But if you don't get anything, just get this. Guess what? I'm pregnant. Are you pregnant? You know why I'm pregnant? I'm going to explain this. Why? I'm pregnant in the spirit because I got intimate with the word of God. Let me say this. When you get intimate with the word of God, you're going to get pregnant. Pregnant folks start walking differently. Pregnant folks start walking differently. Am I right, sister? Can I get an amen? Pregnant folks start walking differently. Pregnant folks seem to get more hungry. For some reason, they're more hungry than the usual. They frequently get more hungry. And that's how desperate I am, Pastor, that I'm more hungry. I'm never satisfied with what I eat. I'm not satisfied in just eating for myself. I want to eat for two, but it's for me. So let me ask you, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Are you getting intimate? Are you getting intimate with the word of God? I know I am. I'm getting pregnant. I'm walking differently. I'm expecting a miracle of God. When I get pregnant, I'm pregnant and full of promises of God. I can tell you this much. God has been promising me things and I have been witnessing them. Why? Because I've been expecting them. When people get pregnant, they're expecting a child to show up. When you get pregnant, you start to prepare for your miracle. You start to prepare for your blessings. And you start to get desperate because you want the miracle to show up. So you do whatever you can to get that child to come out. I'm pregnant. Are you pregnant? It might be funny, but remember that. Get intimate with the word of God and you're going to start experiencing something you'll never, you have never experienced. You're going to start going deeper into the word of God. You're going to start going deeper into prayer. You're going to start going deeper into fasting. You're going to start going deeper with God. You're, start, you're going to begin to start talking with God and God is going to begin to talk to you in many ways. How desperate are you tonight? Jacob wrestled, wrestled with the angel of the Lord till he blessed him. Jacob was desperate for a blessing. He didn't, care. he didn't care whether he would walk with the limp for the rest of his life. But he was desperate. How many of us tonight want a blessing of God? How many of us are desperate for the blessings of God? If you want to change in your life, start sacrificing this flesh. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. Let me say this, if you can get desperate for God's blessing and start changing your daily routine and start praying that prayer of Jabez, oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Come on, somebody. Are many of you not familiar with that prayer? I'll let you know where it's at. It's in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. But Jabez, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I'm used to saying it in Spanish, Jabez. But oh, that thou wouldest that wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and 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 that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And the Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. I wonder how many of us are willing to get desperate and start praying, praying for God to bless you. How many of you are so desperate to the point that you're going to start changing your lifestyle? You're going to start sacrificing. And nailing your flesh to the cross. 
Not just carrying the cross, but nail yourself to the cross. This journey that we are on requires sacrifice. We must sacrifice this flesh. The Bible says that he must increase, but we must decrease. It requires sacrifice. Brothers and sisters, it requires sacrifice. What good, what good would it have done Jesus just to carry the cross, but never hang himself on the cross? What if he just would have come down? Everything he did would have been pointless. He could have. He had the power. He was God. In flesh. What good would it have what what good would have it been that he just carries the cross and just lays it there? Like I said before, many of us are carrying the cross, and many religions are too. Even the Muslims they're carrying it. But no one's willing to sacrifice the flesh. No one is willing to take this body and beat it down for Jesus' name. No one is willing to nail this flesh, this body, and nail it to the cross. Why? Because it's so hard. But let me tell you, it may be hard, but it's possible. Yes. Sister Shauna, can you put that picture back, the last one? That used to be me. And this is me now. Only because I dedicated myself and told myself I'm going to sell out completely to the gym. And only because I told myself it doesn't matter how hard it gets. I'm going to sacrifice this body. I'm going to go through pain. And it's going to hurt at the gym. It's going to hurt. But I don't care. I'm so desperate. I'm willing to experience the glory of God. I don't know about you. I don't know. if the, Brother Danny, is this mic on? Because it feels like I'm preaching to a dead crowd right now. I am not getting a response right now. I'm desperate. Are you desperate? Are you desperate to experience the glory of God? I'm so desperate. I'm going to run the aisles right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, that's how desperate I am. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for a move of God. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Come on, bud. I'm desperate. Are you desperate? Are you desperate to start jumping? Are you desperate to start leaping? Come on. Start. Are you desperate? Are you desperate? Are you desperate to start dancing? How desperate are you for the glory of God? God is in this place. And if you're looking for a miracle, you're going to get it tonight. I guarantee you that. All you need is faith and expect that God is going to do. If you have faith but don't expect it, then I'm sorry. You're not going to get it. Because God wants us to act on faith and to expect that it's going to be done. Can I get a witness? I can just imagine Jacob of how desperate he was for his blessing, that he didn't care how long he wrestled. He didn't care how hard it was, but he was saying, bless me, bless me. I can just imagine right now. Bible says that Jacob was left alone, and then he found himself with a man. Brother Spencer, he's going to be the angel, and this man... Believe it or not, this man has an anointing, and every single Jordan boy does. This family is blessed, and you're blessed with the best pastor and the best family there is. This young man is doing great work in Lebanon. It takes guts. 
but it takes anointing and preparation because this guy has sacrificed. Every family member has sacrificed and they've sacrificed the flesh so they can start seeing the revival that they're seeing today. But I can just imagine right now, Jacob was found, he was left alone, he was left alone and then he found himself wrestling with the man. that strong just because I work out doesn't mean <laughs> but I can just imagine right now that Jacob is saying no bless me bless me bless me and he would say let me go he would say let me go but Jacob would be come on bless me bless me bless me and he would say let me go and I would say no bless me bless me because I'm desperate I'm desperate to walk differently I'm desperate to talk differently I'm desperately to think differently and so the Bible says that he touched the hollow of his thigh and he started walking differently he started talking differently and the blessing of the Lord was upon his life are you desperate are you willing to get intimate with the Word of God are you willing to get pregnant with the promises of God and expect that those promises are going to come to pass? Church, you got to get desperate. You got to get desperate for the glory of God because the glory of God is about to descend over us tonight. Come on, somebody start getting, des start getting desperate for the things of God. Don't leave here until you get your blessing. Don't leave here without your blessing. It doesn't matter what goes on. I may be wrestling. I don't care if it takes all night long. You may say, Pastor, but it's 8 o'clock. I don't care. I'm not leaving here. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. It's 10 o'clock. I don't care. I'm going to stay here. It's midnight. I don't care. I am going to wrestle until I get my blessing. Why? Because I'm so desperate. I'm desperate. Are you desperate? If you are tired of never being able to get up out of your situation, then tonight is your night. God is in this place, and you will receive your breakthrough tonight. Tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by his blood, we are redeemed, and we have everlasting life. It's because of the blood. It's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we can overcome things. You can overcome your depression. You can overcome your drug addiction. You can overcome pornography. You can overcome drinking. You can overcome whatever situation may be bounding you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's in the power of the blood. It's in the power of the blood. It's in the power of the blood. I'm telling you, church, just get desperate. Just get desperate in the name of Jesus. You can fam your family can be restored in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your marriage can be restored. Just get desperate and sell out completely. Start living holiness. Start living righteousness. And you'll see the blessings and miraculous of God. How many are desperate for it? How many are desperate for it? How many are willing to wrestle with the angel of the Lord until you get your are desperate I'm desperate I'm desperate I'm not going back I'm not going back 
that's how desperate I am. I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to sell out. That's how. I don't care what it takes. I don't care. I'm going to sell out to God completely. I've witnessed too many things to not go, to not sell out. I've experienced that level of anointing. There are so many levels of anointing. Start sacrificing. You'll see the change in your life. Believe me when I say it. If you are willing to sell out, if you're willing to change your daily routine, you're going to start to see the miracles of God. It may take time. It may, it may take time to shred those pounds of sin, but eventually you're going to see the results. And God is going to be right there blessing you. How desperate are you? How desperate are you? I guarantee you if you start selling out tonight, you're going to experience the change. You're going to experience the change in your life. Praying once a day won't be enough. Praying twice a day won't be enough. Fasting once a week won't be enough. Fasting twice a week won't be enough. Just praying a regular prayer won't be enough. Speaking in tongues, you're going to want to do it daily. Get desperate, church. Get desperate. Get desperate. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to keep working out. I'm going to keep sacrificing this flesh. I'm going to keep carrying the cross and putting this flesh and nailing this flesh to the cross day by day. Day by day, I don't care. God is coming back. God is coming back. Either you're in or out. I can't fight this fight for you.
for it. God is in this place. Get desperate for you. If you're in need of the Holy Ghost, tonight's your night. If you're in need of deliverance, tonight's your night.